Let's look into the Word of God now. So, we look into the, the Word of God on the plan of God in 18 verses and 10 words. Stand with me in honor of reading of God's Word. We want to welcome all of those of you that are joining us on podcast, Lift Him High Radio, Mike Springston, FFC, and Facebook. For those of you that are watching and listening, you just heard the greatest moment of media that the church world has ever heard. That is how worship should proceed. And what should occur during worship? Huh. And you were there. John 1.12. But as many as received them to them, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Father, we thank you for the word of God. I praise that we could see in our ears, that we could hear in our heart, that we could understand what the Word of God says to us, and then that we can apply it to our lives so that we can be changed into the image of your dear Son. Father, we sanctify ourselves, yield ourselves, and surrender ourselves to the Holy Spirit. Father, we ask that Jesus from the Godhead would minister through the Spirit, and the Spirit would reveal, and we would receive and release to your people the words of Almighty God. In the lovely name of Jesus Christ, our high priest, our Lord, and our man in the Godhead. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Last week we talked about, and we didn't get real, uh, a real good deal of it, but we talked about believing, and that involves three parts, commitment, trust, and following. Um, so that's what is in the last five or six words of that verse. Today... We're going to go into the process of what the word salvation means. I mentioned just a touch of some of this last week. Salvation provides us with something, ladies and gentlemen, that we need to come into grips with. So it's the divine design and plan of God for everyone, everyone who believes upon the name of his son. Now, herein lies the problem. We do not understand the difference in Christendom between the words saved and salvation. We don't understand that. Those two words are, um, one, it's like a cart and a horse. You cannot have, the cart does you no good if you don't have the horse. Saved is the term that we use to define those that come into the belief of Jesus Christ. They are saved. Saved from what? They're saved from eternal damnation. Now, as I'm sure I've told you before, and I'll tell you again, every one of you are eternal. Every one of you are eternal. There is not one person under the sound of my voice that is not. There is not one person that you pass on the street that is not. Every individual is eternal. The eternal life of mankind, however, is broken down into two distinct peoples, groups. One is eternally damned and condemned, and the other is, to, is made by believing on Jesus Christ and being saved to be eternally righteous and eternally placed under the shadow of the wing of Almighty God. So that is being saved. Now, from the word, 
from the time of being saved, there is the word salvation. Salvation identifies the benefits that come from being saved. Now, we have the horse. The horse is there. It is sitting, it is changed, it is doing nothing. The horse has much power. It has much ability. It has much strength. It can both be ridden by an individual and it can work to feed. It, can, it has many things it could do. Now that horse can be tied, put up and tied to a cart. In that cart, that horse can carry. He could transport. He can move from place to place. And the benefits of a horse who is put to work carrying the content of a cart is immeasurable. Salvation becomes the cart. Saved becomes the horse. The horse tied to the cart of salvation then is able to bring along with it all of the benefits. Now watch what I said. I did not say blessings. I said benefits. All of the benefits of salvation, and they are six. The benefits that being saved and coming into the knowledge of salvation brings is six. There is healing. There is preservation. There is deliverance. There is safety. There is soundness. And there is wholeness. In the cart, that the horse of, of being saved is pulling are not blessings. They are benefits. There's a difference between being blessed and having benefits. What is it, Pastor? Tell us, please. We've used the word blessed all of our life. Blessed is an activity that occurs on a sporadic and random basis. It's an activity that just seems to happen. The door seems to open. The window seems to fly open. The opportunity seems to present itself. That is a blessing. That is what the Word of God said whenever uh, it was mentioned that He will set some up, bless them, and put some down. But that is not the connotation or the connection that I want you to make about salvation. Because salvation has six distinct benefits that belong to the believer and are benefited to the believer as a promise that is yea and amen in him. So whatever you're doing, pay close attention. Because the benefits of this thing are released to you because they are promised to you in Jesus Christ. You will only get there if you are saved. You will only get there if you come to the belief and the knowledge, the commitment, the trust, and follow Jesus. You will only understand them as being benefits to you if you are legitimately saved. Anything else is a random act of mercy by God. We refer to it as being blessed. Now, healing. Let's look at healing. 
healing that comes out of the plan of salvation is a product of the cross. It's a product of the cross, and it works in two things. Healing is the, the benefit of salvation that heals you spiritually because you once were dead. Your inner man was dead. Now watch this now because this is very important. Your inner man was eternal. It was eternally uh, lived in and guided by the devil. The father of lies lived in you. And in order for the father of lies to be extracted from you, there had to be a healing in your spirit man. Jesus so goes to the cross. There at the cross, the Bible said, he was wounded for your transgression, bruised for your iniquity. The chastisement of his peace was upon you, and by his stripes you are, you guessed it, healed. There is a benefit of salvation. Now, when we go into Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 13, we find that that benefit is sent by the man Yeshua, and that benefit produces an anointing. And what that anointing does is it wounds the wicked from the head to the foundation. So the benefit, the first benefit of salvation is that an anointing is going to come upon you that is going to heal your inner man. And when it heals your inner man, you're going to come back into relationship with God. There's going to be a connection. You got saved. You got on the horse. Then you put the cart on there and the cart brings you the benefit of spiritual healing. It brings you the benefit of being spiritually back in contact and in tune with God. You are healed in the eyes of God to the extent that God said, Paul said concerning Jesus Christ, he who was did not know any sin was made sin so that you could be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So healing, the benefit of salvation was brought to you so you could be made something that you currently, before you did when you were not believing, when you were not living anywhere near God, but you could be made something that you were not benefited by being saved, brought under the tune of salvation so that you could be healed. 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 Now with that healing came the benefit of the divine nature of God. You could be brought through that healing because your inner man now reflected God. It reflected the image of God. Paul calls Jesus Christ the firstborn and refers to us as the firstborn of the Spirit. So we could take on an inner man now through the benefit of salvation and be healed. Now what does that do for us? That brings us into the place that Paul said that we were accepted because of that healing. Where? In the beloved. We were seated because of that healing. Where? 
in heavenly places. We have been quickened, made, now watch it now. Here's what healing, the healing benefit of salvation did for you. It made you alive according to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1. It made you alive in the inner man. Healing was brought to you at the cross. We look at the cross through many eyes. We use the blood and the body for many means. But if we used it under the anointing of Jesus Christ for the simple process of healing our inner man and healing our outer man, where in the world would we be as a church today? If we understood what has been done in our inner man, where would we be as a church? Well, we would be much further ahead than we are today, wouldn't we? Healing belongs to you. It's a benefit of the cross. You don't have to worry if you believe on him. Now, if you don't believe on him, if you're living a life that, that does not have any reflection of Jesus Christ in it, if you have said in your mind, I believe, but your life reflects nothing of the sort, and you're doing all of the things that the world does, looking like the world, talking like the world, acting like the world, thinking like the world, then you're being disobedient because the word of God said in all that you do in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus Christ by God and the Father. So we need to make sure that if we're saying we believe and we're saying that salvation has become apparent in our heart and in our life, that our life reflects what? Life. It reflects salvation. It reflects healing. It reflects a change of inner man. It reflects a change of direction. Now, so the benefit that we see, now get this, in Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 13, the Bible said, and he was sent forth with salvation. And the anointing of salvation was with him. And he defeated the wicked from the foundation to the head. Now watch it now. Because the he we're talking about here is Yeshua. He is your salvation. If he is your salvation then he has brought you under the total direction and the total residence of not only salvation, but of his anointing. His anointing. His anointing. What is in me? The anointing of Christ. What is in me to do battle with? That's a good question, isn't it? Because as we look at the world and we wonder, where, where do we do battle with the world? And if we're not careful, we will begin to do battle in our intellect. You know, I look around right now and I ask myself the question, where is this world going? How could this thing have turned as it has turned? How could our world be turning as it is being turned? 
How could, could, could this country be giving itself over to the things it's giving itself over to? How could that happen? Then it dawns on me. Because we are fighting the battle in our intellect. We are living our life out of our own mind. We're not living our life out of the healing of the salvation of God. Out of the anointing of the salvation of God. Out of the benefit of what Jesus Christ has done for us. Out of the direction that the Holy Spirit would take us if we would but listen, if we would but stop looking at all of the foolishness and turn our eye upon Him like you did this morning and find in Him the salvation of God that heals your inner man, that heals your spirit, and that then heals your body. See, we have turned ourselves until we no longer want to live in the anointing. We want to fight the battle in the flesh. The Word of God said it will never be done that way. Not by might nor by power. Not by strength nor by fist. But by my spirit. But yet the church doesn't want to look at that. We don't want to come into the benefit of healing, get out of our flesh, and allow our spirit man to drive, allow our spirit man to flow, allow our spirit man to be present, allow our spirit man to move, allow our spirit man to speak, until when we go to prayer and we bow down in prayer, we are not encumbered by the things that we think or feel or see, but we are only moved by the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. No, we don't want to do that today. We don't want to bear the benefit. Now, if we will notice that the plan of salvation is always tied to the name of Jesus Christ. Because when we saw him as Jesus, we saw him on the cross and we saw him as healer. We saw him heal your transgressions, your wounds, your bruises, your body, your spirit. See there? That's what Jesus did. Then we saw that same body transferred over to the tomb where at the tomb they would lay his body in there, his ravaged body. Why is the blood important? Because it is the blood that fell for the forgiveness of sin. Why is the body important? Because the body took on all of that sin. Why is the tomb important? Why? Let me go back. Why is the body important? Because it wrapped the spirit man. Because that was the thing that the spirit man was wrapped in. Why is that important? Because that is God's darling. That is what God is protecting in Jesus Christ. So when he went to the tomb, there he was as Jesus who, pour, who, who shed his blood on the cross for healing. And then who took his body to the tomb and there he preserved the inner man, so that that inner man could come forward glorified and wrapped in a new body. So we see the second benefit of salvation, which is preservation. He preserves the spirit in the inner man. This is why you and I are as eternal as Jesus Christ. We're as eternal as God Almighty. Someone said, oh, pastor, could that possibly be? Let me tell you, not only could it possibly be, it in fact is. 
Because the preserving sealing factor that is in the believer, because you got saved and you have experienced salvation, you're as eternal today, everlasting today, if you are in Christ as you will be when your body leaves your spirit, well, rather when your spirit leaves its body or when Jesus comes in the eastern sky and we're all taken up into the rapture to be with God forevermore, you're as eternal this moment as you will be that moment and you are preserved in salvation. That's a benefit of salvation. Now, I want to tell you this so that you'll know because I don't want you to miss it. When you understand you are eternal, things change. When you understand you are eternal, things change. What changes, Pastor Mike? Well, I want to tell you, your life changes. Your understanding of the necessity of your flesh changes. That's why we love this world so much. We get involved with all the intellectual issues. We worry about politics. We worry about things that we can't control because we have never come to the understanding that we're eternal. That flesh of yours is going to return to the ground from the dust in which it was made. But you are eternal. Your inner man is eternal. And how do we know that? Because he preserved the spirit of Jesus Christ when he sent him to the tomb. So there was a healing that took place. Now, out of that healing came the blood. The blood heals your body as well as it does your spirit. The blood ministers on your body just like it does your spirit. Otherwise, the word of God that declares that we would lay hands on the sick and they recover, and the fervent effectual prayer of a righteous man avails much, would have nothing to base itself upon. Now, someone said to me, Pastor Mike, does that mean that someday we're all not going to die. Yeah, the Bible said it's appointed unto man once to die. But here's the bigger thing. And then the judgment. Is your inner man, your eternal side, prepared to go to judgment? Because your flesh side is not going to see judgment. Your flesh isn't going to see it. The deeds that you have done against your body are always going to be reflected in your spirit. If you do not know him as being saved by believing on him and have never experienced the benefits of salvation, you're going to die, and then there's going to come a judgment. And when you stand at the judgment, it is going to be the blood that is going to make him pass over you. If that spirit man has been washed in the blood of the Lamb, he will have a testimony that will allow him to stand, watch it now, and be accepted and be seated in the throne room of God. In heavenly places. Where? With Christ Jesus. But if that man's inner man has not been washed in the blood, and the sin man, the flesh man, been left in the tomb, 
then that man eternally is going to stand before God and be damned. We live in a world right now that is following directly after Scripture, believing a lie and being damned. Believing a lie and being damned. Believing a lie and being damned. That's where the world sits today. But my friend, that's nothing new. That sounds harsh to you, doesn't it? That sounds like I'm saying, boy, this world is just damned. They are, they were, Jesus said they were. When did he say that, pastor? If you read the book of John in chapter 3, Jesus said, the he that believeth not is what? Damned already. He used the word condemned. Condemned already. Now those of us that have accepted the benefit of being saved and brought into salvation and understand the benefits of healing, we understand that we are healed spiritually. We understand that we are healed physically. We understand that in the issues of life, now watch this now, we are able to cast our care upon him. Why? Because of the body and the blood. The benefit of the body and the blood. Now, how do we cast our care on him? What do we do to cast our care on him? How do we come to the point where we can cast our care on him? Now, watch this now. If I ask you this morning, how will you, how will you cast your care on him? You would say, well, I'll pray about it. That's what you would say. I'll pray about it. I'll go to prayer and I'll say, I cast my care on you. And you know what you will be doing? You'll be doing a mental exercise. And when you said you casted your care on him, you will get up and walk away and guess what you'll take with you? Your care. But the word of God said, I did not give you the spirit of fear, but of power and of a sound mind. So there must be a way for you to use the benefit of salvation and walk in the anointing and cast your care on him. Now watch it now. So that he can care for you. There must be a way. Something we've been missing. Something that we don't know about. Something that seems to be there, but it's like a glass ceiling. We can see it there, but we don't know how to get to it. Well, what's the answer, Pastor Mike? My mother does this to me all the time. She'll ask me a question she knows the answer to, and I'll start to answer it, and I'll say, Mom, why don't you just tell me? So I'm just going to tell you. Once you understand the benefit of salvation that brings about healing and the benefit of preservation that brings about the keeping of the Spirit, now then, because your spirit is preserved and you are eternal, you can now begin to consider how I'm going to cast myself upon him. Well, what did Jesus do? Jesus went to the tomb casting himself upon him and went on a promise. And he said, I, I know that you promised me that you will not leave my soul in hell, that you will deliver me, part three. You will deliver me out of hell. So Jesus 
operating on a promise, went to hell. And God delivered him out of hell. How did he deliver? How did he take the man who cast his care on him and bring him out of hell? And not only bring him out of there, but bring him out of there as a total conqueror. How did he do it? The same way he'll do you. He will do so by your crossing over into the spirit realm. Because it is in the spirit realm where you learn to cast all your care on him. Where you learn to simply say, look, I'm out of English. I don't know any. I prayed in English. I, I've talked to you all. I could talk to you. Some of you understand what I'm talking about because you've dealt with children. I've told you everything I can tell you and you ain't getting it. So now what do I do? Do I turn my back, walk away, and let you do your own thing? What do I do now? No, 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 not in the spirit world. I cross over, and I let him begin to care for me. I leave my natural self. See, that's what Jesus did in the tomb. Listen, that's what Jesus did in the tomb. He left his natural self. He crossed over into a spiritual world because hell will be filled with the spirits of unredeemed men who have rejected the word of God and he passed over into the unregenerate, unrejected area and there in the spirit world, he crossed into the place where the Holy Spirit would begin to not only take him but cause those in that domain to totally be paralyzed and conquered so that he could walk in and take the keys of death and hell directly from them. He walked, he crossed over in the spirit world and the Holy Ghost brought him out. He will do the same thing for you. But you'll have to cross over into the spirit world. It is the only mechanism to be able to cast your care on him. And it is the only mechanism that you will be able to allow him to care for you. If you stay in your intellect and in your natural conventions, you have told God, I'll take care of myself and just bother you with my natural prayer. If you stay there, I will just ring it up and speak it up, but I'm still stuck in my natural man. But if I'm willing to cross over, if I'm willing to go with Jesus and take my spirit man and say, you know what? I'm as eternal as Jesus Christ. My inner man to God is as much a darling as Jesus Christ is. And whenever I am willing to get out of myself and cross over into the spirit world and reap the benefit of deliverance in the spirit world, 
out of my belly comes rivers of life, rivers of living water. Out of my belly comes the benefits of being delivered in the spirit world. And I am receiving the things that are freely given to me by God. And my mind is overflowing with the very mind of the eternal Christ Jesus. Bow your head and close your eyes. Benefits of salvation. Benefits. I'm healed physically and spiritually. I'm preserved in my spirit man just like Jesus was. I've dropped out of the flesh world. I've crossed over into putting my total dependence on the promise of God concerning the Holy Spirit. I've crossed over into the total dependence upon what he promised the Holy Spirit would do to lead me and guide me, reprove me, encourage me, give me peace, joy, the spirit of truth, the glory of God, that he promised me that he would show me things to come and give me the words to speak. I've crossed over into that. That's what salvation has done for me. It has delivered me. It has preserved me. It has healed me. Until now, I'm standing in the very presence of the throne room of God as accepted as Jesus Christ in the heavenly of heavenlies, seated and a friend of God until the Holy Spirit is moving in me with the spirit of life that is Christ Jesus. My body is healed. My mind is preserved. And my spirit man is engaged with the heavenly glory of Almighty God. Father, we receive it today. We take it into ourselves now, Father. Once again, we ask you to let us cross over. As we sit right there, having received this word of God, may we engage with the Spirit. May we engage with the Spirit, man. May the spirit man begin to well up in us and edify us. May we silently speak words directly to you in the spirit of God, out of our intellect that allow us to know that we know that we know that we know that we have been healed, that we have been preserved, and that we have been delivered. And we have been brought to be able to cross over in our spirit man so that our spirit man can connect and communicate directly to you. Do it now. Do it now. Cross into that. Engage that spirit world. Engage him right now. Minister in your spirit. Release that. Yield that tongue. Yield that tongue that will turn on the very fire of heaven. Get into the heavenly conversation. Sense it. Bring it up out of yourself. Allow your spirit man to worship. Because you've been delivered with Jesus Christ. You're as eternal as he is. Your flesh has died and been buried just like he is. And you have been brought out of the spirit world to cross over. 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 To cross over into a spiritual relationship where you 
are in and involved in the heavenly conversation. Release that tone. Yield. 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 Someone said, Pastor, it doesn't sound right to me, but it sounds right to him. Because he knows the thoughts and intents of your heart, my friend. You're open to him and naked to him with whom you have to do. It sounds right to him. The intellect is not relevant. The spirit world is what is relevant. Open and yield. Stand and let's praise him. Father, we worship you today. Father, we honor you today. Edify yourself. Edify yourself with words in the spirit. Edify yourself with words in the spirit. Edify yourself with words in the Spirit. They don't have to be loud. They're not a message to the church. They're you speaking to God. you should be asking yourself what do I hear the spirit of life saying to me what do I hear in my inner man what is the spirit of God saying to me what is he saying to me is he guiding me into something is he leading me into something is he reproving me of something is he showing me something is he causing me to speak something is he bringing peace that passeth all understanding is there joy coming out of me? Is the spirit of truth ministering in my enemy? Is the glory of God manifesting itself to me? Ask yourself, what is the spirit of God saying to me? Now as you see what the spirit of God is saying to you, submit to it. Submit to it. If it's reproof, repent of it. If it's the answer to one of your things you've been seeking him about, receive it. Release it. Let the Spirit of God speak. You agree with it. You receive it and then release it. Begin to thank God for it. As the Spirit of God moves, you receive it and begin to thank God for it. If it's healing in your inner man, if it's healing in your body, if you're seeing the Holy Spirit move on you and manifest Himself in that way in you and edifying you in that way, receive it. And simply say, Lord, I take it. It belongs to me.
kore mare. So I'm walking with you. And I'm manifesting myself in you. And I'm here to walk with you. I'm here to not only get you to live in the Spirit, but to walk in the Spirit. Turn to me. Turn to me. Reside in me. Reside in me. Reside in me. I am not hiding. I am living in you. Turn to me. Turn to me. Turn to me. And when you do, I will help you in ways that you don't even know. When you don't know how to pray, but you turn to me, I will pray for you. Turn to me. Turn to me. Look to me. Worship me. Worship me. Worship in me. Worship me. Because I will speak. And the Holy Spirit will do precisely in you what I have told him to do. Walk with me. Walk with me. Adam walked with me. And I want to walk with you. Hear me. Hear me this day. Turn to me. Turn to me. Turn your eye to me. Turn your ear to me. Turn to me. Look inwardly. You'll find all the power that you need to have that strong mind and to be more than an overcomer in this life. Waiting on the next life. saith the Lord. Bless your name. Turn to me. 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 Cross over. Cross over. Cross over to me. You're as eternal as Jesus Christ is, my friends. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise, will you? For those of you listening on Facebook, YouTube, Lift Him High Radio, we want to tell you, life in the Spirit is your goal. Life in the Spirit is your goal, not going to church. No, no, not someone saying that you got saved. Life in the Spirit is your goal. In the day and age that we live in, it is a particular factor that you learn how to turn to Him in your inner man. If you're not saved today, I want you to know Him. It's very simple. You've been sitting under the anointing today. Simply pray this prayer. Father, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I repent. I make you Lord of my life. I accept you. I'll follow you. I'll commit to you. And I'll trust you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. My friends, it's been a great place to be. May God richly bless you this week. We'll be back tonight at 6 p.m. with our Sunday evening Bible study, Wednesday night at 6.45. Until then, may God richly bless you and keep you. May He heal you. May He preserve you. And may He deliver your spirit. And may you cross over into the ministry of the spirit world until you can walk 
with him. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. God bless you. Have a great day.